takes a lot to get on my show. Genius, you're probably someone we'd like to know. You're really good at stuff, you probably like to dance. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius, get onto my show. Howdy, folks. Welcome to Living with a Genius. I'm your host, Omar Crook. On this episode, I have my dear, dear friend, James Martin Schaefer. Tremendous baritone, bon vivant, man about town, orator, and really, he's he's just a great friend. I've known him for 20 years. He's seen me through thick and thin. We went to college together, and uh, we used to sing all the solos in college, and now we sing together at the LA Opera Chorus. So we, we've been uh, work partners, life partners, in a strictly platonic sense, of course. We both like ladies. Not that there's anything wrong with, and you know what, it, that doesn't matter. Uh, this is episode 65, and I was due for a little palate cleanser with this podcast. I've, I've had a lot of people on that I don't know at all. Uh, I find myself asking the same questions of some of my guests, and frankly, I just needed to hit the reset button a little bit. And so this is uh, uh, my best friend and I talking for an hour. That's about it. I mean, we start the, the podcast with what happened to me yesterday morning. Yesterday really started off with a bang. Some of you at the opera already heard the story. I mean, it was really hard to avoid because they had to wash my shorts at the, uh, at the opera company while I was on stage. So that's a funny story. Then we move on to space aliens. Then we get into healthcare and Trump, of course, and a uh, little bit of religion. Now, uh, Marty and I aren't really expert in anything. I, you know, we're expert in music. I can, I'm comfortable saying that we are, we are music and singing, voice experts. But uh, you know, I don't work at SETI or NASA or JPL or any of that stuff. I don't know much about space aliens. Maybe you do. I, I don't. Uh, and religion, I have my own ideas. I think you probably know about that already. And Trump, I'm. I'm not a pundit, but I, I, you know, so we talk about all sorts of things. It's like, it's kind of like Seinfeld, you know, the show about nothing. This is just like an episode of Seinfeld. For, for you 12-year-olds out there that, that are listening, Seinfeld was a really, really very funny show about, about nothing, really. So this is an episode of Seinfeld, but it's not very funny. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you all for listening. Here's Marty. Have you thought of topics at all since last night no okay <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on the show it's my pleasure uh so uh yeah i mean you know i told you about the uh the aliens thing yeah i don't know if that's how we should open the show though but you did uh, contact me and say should we be reaching out to yeah okay yeah oh so we're are. doing okay all right I, I mean I thought I would do my day first that's how I thought we well, would start then Omar how was your day okay well because when I saw you today yeah you had a real froth about you and I'm not just talking about your white beard I'm yeah, talking yeah. about you were foaming really the, frenzied you were really worked up more was, than I was and I thought I was worked up well it's been a it, it had definitely started out to be a strange day so today. Uh, was a friend of mine's 40th birthday, mm -hmm. Nelson Lee. Nelson, if you're listening, happy birthday. <clears throat> happy birthday. Uh, 10.30 was our breakfast appointment, which they generously gifted our whole friend group on that, that, that whole friend group, which is like 
20 people. Yeah, where was A this? really nice breakfast at Loteria, yeah. which is a, you know, really nice Mexican place here in L.A., uh, up on Hollywood Boulevard. And, um, but coincidentally, Hamilton tickets went on sale today. Right. Everyone... Well, are just going bananas. Literally, Hamilton, L.A. was the number one trending thing on Twitter right. this morning. So... Three weeks ago was the American Express presale, right? Which was an exercise in futility and frustration. I saw the tears running down your makeup. I mean, yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. So I was determined today to get tickets for my wife's 40th birthday, which is on the 15th of next month. I'm sure she appreciates. Yeah, she's a Hamilton fanatic, like crazy Hamiltonian. Okay. And um, so Amy went off with the kids to go to breakfast first. We needed to take two cars anyway because of the matinee of Tosca today. So I got on the computer, and by 11 o'clock, I still hadn't gotten tickets. Everything was frozen up. The, everything was crashing. The I was like in this virtual queue, and I had four browsers open on two different computers and the iPad and the phone. How, how, many, how long is this run? Oh, it goes through the end of the year, like through December. And it, so it opens this summer. And- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you think of it that many thousand seat right. theater plus all those shows and oh, you're trying to figure out what they're going to be making. No, I'm. I was thinking, you know, if if Radiohead goes on sale, they're yeah. sold out within 27 seconds, it, and if you're not in, there, yeah. But this is a it's little kind different. of like that though. Even though there are so many shows, there are like a a hundred shows to choose from, and they all seem to sell out in the first hour, right. maybe. And it's 11, so you're sweating. Thinking, yeah. I'm going to miss the boat. Here. Uh, exactly. And I had to be here, you know, at like 1.15 for a call. Mm-hmm. And I had this breakfast to get to. Anyway, it all works out. So I put it on the app on the phone and got, I got in the car. And miraculously, I got tickets on the phone on my way to breakfast. Oh, wow. And I had to pull over in traffic. And do a dance. And do it. Yeah. And like do do it get to the curb so I could enter my credit card and all that stuff. Yeah, it was, it was what a nightmare. Yeah. And then I hadn't realized that I had booked it on Rosh Hashanah until, (laughs) until, uh, so anyway, that's a whole nother thing because as professional singers, high holidays are quite lucrative. Many many people sing on Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. And it's a great gig. And so that may have been jeopardized. Anyway, I got the tickets. So I got to breakfast an hour and a half late, which it's at this point it's not breakfast if it's, it's like 10:30. yeah 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 it's definitely brunch because i then i drove around for half an hour on hollywood boulevard oh, almost running over spider-man and marilyn monroe yeah. and darth vader well that whole place it's, down there it's a it's, nightmare yeah it's a nightmare it uh, any week weekend any maybe wednesday at yeah 10 30 in the morning exactly is the only time to be there exactly now if i didn't have like somewhere to go and things to do and I was kind of frenzied I just paid what I thought was a, a lot of money for tickets that ended up being on Rosh Hashanah so, you, so it's I was like, like a double whammy yeah and then normally I mean maybe it's okay like it's kind of charming to see you know Spider-Man running around or whatever I don't know Is it? maybe not I don't know so I got I got there and breakfast was waiting for me which was great it was still hot They it was that worked out fine and then the very first thing because my wife was in a great mood and and really was taking care of the kids. But I'm I love my kids, so I put my daughter on on my lap and I'm eating my chilaquiles. Then I feel some wetness. Um, There's some wetness on my on my lap, and I picked her up and she had like her diaper had exploded, and so I had I had like baby poo on my shorts, 
And I didn't bring a change of clothes. Oh, no. Of yeah. course not. No, I mean. You're just going to brunch. I'm, and then to work. Straight to work. Oh, no. So that got me a little bit uh, a flutter. And then I was running late. I shoved all these tortillas and chicken down my gullet and had some coffee. And it was kind of frenzied. And I didn't say hello to anybody. I didn't say goodbye to anybody. I just got up and I had to go because I had to come here to the opera. And so so I Nelson ran. still doesn't right, know where you are. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I He's gave at, him a present. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gave him a present. He's not at the restaurant waiting for That's you. That's the other thing is I bought these books like two years ago. I bought a stack of about six of the same books. I really like this book that I, I do found. that all the time too. And I, I don't know if I've already given it to him though. I gave him the, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I may have given him the same book twice. Uh, oh my God. It was one, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so then I, I have to run, and I've had all this coffee, and so I've got to go to the bathroom. And so I go to the back of the loteria, and the men's room is locked. Somebody's in the men's room. It's a single use. So I go in the ladies' room, single, single use. Great. So I'm standing there. I'm going to, I'm peeing. <laughs> and I don't know, uh, guys will understand this, but some sometimes that... Um, I'm not sure how to how to say it. Opening the opening, the penis opening, sometimes is not fully dilated, like a bent hose, a something. And so, to make a long story short, I peed all over my Your shorts. shorts on the other side. So I've got oh boy, I've got shit on one leg. Oh god! And I didn't notice it until it actually dripped on my ankle. Oh the. The urine. Oh my god! Because I because I was already I was so just out of sorts. Uh, everything was going in. Everything was like in super fast motion. I was losing control of my oh, surroundings. My this is. And so there I am. And then, as I'm noticing this and panicking, because it, I mean I'm covered. It's, and people, this is the first time this has ever happened. This has never happened ever in my entire life. And then, so then somebody starts pounding on the door. And I hear a little kid, like the kid, yeah, like the kid. Exactly, like the kid had I gotta go, pooped buddy. his pants or something. Oh, and there no. I am in my underwear in a lady's bathroom, standing on my shorts, sandwiched in about 300 paper towels. Standing on your shorts? Yeah, applying pressure to to, oh. to sandwich the... What? Yeah. Wait, yeah, so... Yeah, so you put paper towel on that one side of the fabric, and you put paper towel on the other okay. side of the fabric, and I applied pressure, and I applied pressure. By I, standing? I stood on it, because I was in a panic. On the bathroom floor? I'm... St well, the floor is... The bathroom was big enough. It's big. So the floor, yeah, yeah, it was very clean. It seemed... Uh, it's cleaner than wet piss on my shorts. Uh, uh, yeah. Given. So, I mean, it was a nightmare. This sounds... And like I didn't, it, it just didn't dry in time. So I come out of the bathroom looking literally like I peed my pants. 47-year-old man that's just pissed his pants on a Sunday morning. And so I grab my uh, steel coffee mug that I put outside of the bathroom. I grabbed it. I turned around and I, I went through the kitchen. I, I, I literally left the restaurant through the kitchen into an alley that was locked with gates. And I could see through the gates. The parking structure that I parked in, right there, twenty feet away. So I had to go. I had to do that. I wait. Had to, I had to go over the gate. You I, wait. I you, jimmied over the gate. You climbed right over the gate. A gate with my instead of just going back coffee. the way you yeah, came no, because no, 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 how no, could no, you? No, 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 no. You've soiled yourself. No, no, no. I couldn't do that. So you 
on my best day, I couldn't <laughs> you do that. Shimmied up, um, yeah, with a steel coffee mug in, in my armpit as I'm trying to. I think the coffee mug's the least of your worries right now. Well, I don't want to. You know how much coffee mugs are? It's things like thirty-five dollars. I'm not going to ding it up. Wow. Yeah. Forty-seven-year-old man. Yeah. Pissed his pants. Shh. Shimmying over a gate in the Can back you, of a restaurant. So somewhere on the like third level of this parking structure, someone's looking at you. Yeah, smoking and saying, a cigarette. What like, the hell what? is going on with this guy? I don't understand, but you got to come see this. Yeah, it's probably on Snapchat somewhere. Probably. So that was my morning. But I got Hamilton tickets. So it all worked out. I hope it's good. Oh, me too. All right. So. Wow. Yeah, that's my day. But then you got to come here and. Yeah, yeah. See sing, a lot of your friends. And sing Tosca. Sing Tosca and hear this incredible cast. Incredible. I mean, I've said it to a few people that I think this is the best cast overall that I've ever seen on stage. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I don't know about the acting because we can't see it, but the singing is incredible. Yeah. I mean, if this was a uh, recorded cast. Oh, this, this could thing, definitely be. A, it would be a knockout. A knockout recording. Yeah. And. Uh, every single voice I feel is top notch. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's not anyone there. Even the voice, the the boy who's doing the shepherd boy, it's uh, the best I've ever heard. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. incredible. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that's Act One, which was not bad. Not a bad opener. No, I mean, anytime a 47 year old man. Who's I mean, how fu- how strange is it that I decided to do this episode with my best friend? And yeah. then this happens today. Yeah. Like if I was here with Sandra Radvanovsky, I couldn't tell. You that couldn't story. tell that story. And it would go away because it's the day of that keeps it fresh exactly. and makes it and the, yeah. have the impact and the vitality in your voice as you're yeah. telling the story. Yeah. And this, you know, it's probably the third time you've told this story to people today. I had to because for our offstage singing, I had to go upstairs in a robe because my shorts were in the laundry here yeah. at work. You were I didn't I naked was wearing, underneath. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm up backstage singing. A big chorus in my underwear. The offstage uh, singing you were doing in a uh, in a robe, like you were some guy at a church. Who, Twelve seasons this in the summer. Happened. You know the old the old adage of in church choirs when they sing in the summer, the old men would always uh, they would wear their choir robes and only their boxers underneath, but with black socks and 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 you know lace ups because it's so hot it can't possibly. Oh my god, that must be awful. What well, you awful... just did it. Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> I'm not an old man. No, no. I mean, I'm approaching it. No, you're for not. this type of behavior, I maybe you, you are not. It. I'm just saying that that's a pretty funny, you know, thing. You've got some pretty elegant people up there, an incredible Sandra is up there yeah. in this and gown, I'm standing in a, a, ve- a robe with little vestments away all over it. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Only in in this world and in this life, could, yeah. could that happen? Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, so last night, was it last night that I texted you one of, you said you thought maybe it would be good to have two or three topics to Yeah, I, I, to I get thought just today. rambling would, yeah. would maybe not work because we know each other so well. Right. And we could get pretty... Um, insular. Insular with a lot of inside sure. stuff that might not translate well for sure. your podcast listeners. Well. I'm in freshly laundered clothing. Mm-hmm. My shorts are dry, and they smell so good now. <laughs> They're so kind here. Kudos to the uh, LA Opera staff. There you go. Yeah, in the costume department. So last night, I I proposed that we talk about space aliens. Yeah, w- yeah. Okay, so so 
So if there's the first of all, how did that come to you? How did that topic? I don't know. I heard a podcast recently about <clears throat> something like this where they were discussing whether or not. Well, I guess that they presupposed that that advanced forms of life exist. Okay, so we have to go with that premise. So let's 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 face that first. Do you believe that there are advanced civilizations somewhere? in the unknown universe, galaxies. Do I believe it? Yeah, do you believe it? <clears throat> well, I find it hard to reconcile that it's uh, not more likely. Okay. I think it's very likely that there are right. other civilizations. Just statistically. Whether, exactly. Right. Whether they be advanced or what version of our Let's narrow it down. I really intelligence. think. I really think we have to narrow just, it down to advance. Just recently, you know, we had that really um, big thing in science where they found that that planet, uh, that exoplanet. Yeah, yeah, within the last couple months, right? And you know, um, I yeah, I, I I think it's more likely than not that somewhere in this entire universe, mm -hmm. the known. Uh, universe that yes there's some other planet with with intelligent uh, life okay um, do you think I mean what do you think yeah I feel do the you same agree way. with that I yeah mean, I feel the same or way. are you, you know, I don't know I mean yeah I I think mathematically or statistically I think it's more likely it's than so time travel let me yeah. put it that way because everyone you know one of the other big science fiction things that we talk about is is there the possibility of time travel well that's one where Probably not. But it's been proven that time is not steady. I understand that. But, I mean, the old... old what about, like, the multiverse science, idea? Well, I I don't know about the multiverse. Thing. Like, I think of the movies where they take the, the paper and the guy, he folds it and then he sticks a pencil through it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it means. That's that's like Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, The exactly. upside down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't see... I, I don't know. Okay. I think there's so much that we don't know in terms of science and that um, the guy you're talking to for your other yeah, podcast... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was... The physicist. ...might be a better person to ask about this. But just as a layman um, talking, I will say that I I would imagine that there are... Okay. There's other... So let's suppose... Let's agree to suppose that there are civilizations that are far more advanced that maybe have the Well, why, why that, though? Well, I mean, humans are pretty young. Right in the scheme of the, uh, in the in the the supposed age of the knowable everything, people are pretty young when it comes to well, that. But, but of course, just literally this past week, we found out that they're most likely a hundred and thirty thousand years earlier than they thought. Right, right. There were right. humans using tools, tools next right. to uh, woolly mammoth carcass that's right? right yeah that somebody had butchered a woolly mammoth yeah so i mean i think there's just so much we don't know okay that to try and put to to put labels like how advanced we are in the grand scheme of things is is let's assume that there that there are more there's, advanced there's potentially just for the sake of this discussion there you go. Okay. okay is it wise to reach out to them right this was in the way that we have, like with radio text. waves, yeah, uh, sending, shooting out Beatles songs, um, the Gong Show, like whatever, whatever it is that we're sending out from JPL or wherever they're sending the shit out. 
into yeah. the ether. Yeah. Is that wise? Search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Right. That is um, interesting because I think there are a few different angles that you have to take. Yeah. One is, um, it, it, and for me, a lot of these kind of, not philosophical, but these kind of big questions uh, are informed by our sense of spirituality, believe it or not. And so if you are a person who believes that we are just random acts of the universe coming mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> then you, you break your sense of good versus evil sometimes it breaks down to just survival of the fittest, right? Mm -hmm. Natural order. Mm -hmm. In the sense of natural order, um, it might not be the smart, smartest thing to right. be reaching out. We may not be the fittest. Hoping to find people who are more advanced than us. Right. I And assuming that they're benevolent. I, and well, that's, that's quite an assumption to me. Right. That also makes us very isolationist. And I think we as a society and as a humanity in our core want to think of ourselves as explorers. We want to think, I mean, everything we know is based on the explorers sense of Explorers in, in an imperialistic sort of way, like the Spanish Armada kind of explorers or what? In some regards, yeah. Mm -hmm. But also just in the sense of we're brave and we're not afraid of what's out there. We're going to go and find it. Why? For the betterment of humanity. Just curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. Human curiosity. The betterment of humanity. Yeah. And so I think it breaks down to, um, yeah, are, you know, what do you think are the odds that the people that receive our little thing aren't just waiting? Mm -hmm. And science fiction, this, you know, this is the most famous science fiction thing there is in, in terms of aliens. And mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, they're depicted as evil. Do you think that aliens have uh, touched down already and that there's this big conspiracy, government agencies and whatnot to cover it up because of because of religion, for instance? Like, in other words, let's say let's say that uh, a civilization has already made a deal and governments are making deal with this deals with this galactic federation. And the reason that they're keeping it under wraps is because, you know, maybe uh Zolfog is the real true God and that if you want well, and now, if you want now if you're talking about God God is defined by the person trying to define it in this sense I mean for all we know based on the whole uh, beta version of life you know that we are there's a one in a billion chance that we're not living in a simulation right okay. the Elon Musk thing that you and I just talked about yeah two or three days yeah, ago right um, that we could be just our sense of God is actually some dude playing yeah. the galactic right. version of Call of Duty right. or something. Right, right. Um, I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but. Right. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I think. I, not what I think, but an argument to support what I've just said is already kind of laid out in human history. Think of the Romans. And the Romans come to town with aqueducts and schools and security and a fire department and medicine 
and they say, we have all of these. And this is really what happened. Think of these people who are largely illiterate, agrarian, living sustenance farmers. The basis of Western civilization. Right. So they come and they say, hey, we're the Romans. Check this out. Now, here's a book. It's in Latin, but you're just going to have to trust us. There's this guy, Jesus. And if you believe in Jesus and you go to this church we're building, you get all this stuff. Now, what if that were happening? Like, what if that's the threat now of some intergalactic agency coming and saying, well, actually, this Jesus guy was pretty interesting, but the real the real deal, like the real dude who runs the whole show is this octopus deal guy. Here's a cure for cancer. Here's unlimited energy. Here's a way to control your population. Here's to turn around global warming. Just, you just got to bow down three times a day, face towards ne- Nebulon, and put on this chrome hat and do these things. Okay. I mean, what if what if that's the case? And I think the vast majority of people would, would go along with that. Would do it. Now, do you think that religious institutions... I, I mean... I think because there's this whole conspiracy theory about this. First of all, I mean, you brought in Jesus and Christianity into that. And I don't think the Romans, while that was one way that they controlled, obviously, um, the Goths and the Visigoths and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a tremendous source of income. Well, it was it was a unifying thing. that They could say, listen, right. Here's this. Right. The Romans had done a pretty good job of conquering a lot of the world before Christ was even sure born. Though. Sure, sure. So to to relate it to the religion of Christianity, I think is um, well. I'm just talking about taking it a little further than it needs to in that sense, right? But but we're talking about 80% your point is taken. The there's population. also the other. So so that's benevolent. They they really helped. Then there's the other side where you have the Native Americans who were doing pretty darn well sure, sure. and living happily and not yeah, before uh, manifest not destiny sick. Yeah. and then here comes the european armadas and they all die of mm-hmm. diseases and syphilis and enslavement and all these horrible things and so that didn't work out so good for them right um so i think that's the flip side of the benevolent mm-hmm. uh, more advanced culture coming to humanity um the one thing I did look up, I had remembered Hawking, Stephen Hawking, mm-hmm. had a story out there not that long ago. It was last fall. It was September, actually, because I did look it up. About um, he, he went on record saying that the reason he still he he he, he had, he's so in favor of advancing the search for um, alien life is basically so we know what's coming. Um, mm. He's not. He's very much not in favor of us reaching out and making connection with him. Yeah, same with the artificial intelligence. He's very well, yeah. much against that. Hawking is very much, though, that, you know, of the ilk of we're the Native Americans and the uh, visiting alien force would probably be the Spanish and, and everyone else who came. So does that make us isolationist? Does that make us uh, pessimistic? Yeah, a little bit. So I, I don't know. It's neat in theory to think that w- we'd make contact, you know. 
boy, what's that? Yeah, what, what's that going to do? It's it's weird lately since the election. Uh, it I feel like I do feel a little bit untethered. Like I That's don't a great word because I, so do I. I don't know what's. Uh, it's hard to explain. I, I feel as if aliens have already landed, and the my worldview has really suffered. Um, not I mean a worldview can't really suffer, but my my um comfort has suffered yeah and i am <laughs> on a personal level witness to that in you <laughs> yeah. yeah but on a more macro level i think the issue is um we'd been told for so long that trump was there was no way he could possibly ever you know right win right and then the things he said were so um just outlandish off, off the wall. from yeah. many people's um, idea of how a government should work and behave and how politicians and our leaders should behave that it uh, seemed even less likely. And what Americans believe, like and what, what we, it is to be an American. And what we yeah. believe. And here's talk about, you know, going out there and being brave versus isolationist. He was, hey, no, it's America first and only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing, though, that, you know, I've tried to remind you and other people and myself is that the government is a big, big machine. Mm-hmm. And it's not a Ferrari. While yeah. he's the mouthpiece, I think the main thing we've seen today is, or yesterday was the hundredth day. Right. Right. And it. Yeah, democracy is slow moving. Yeah. yeah. He's, he hasn't accomplished by, by his own tactic really anything other than changing the Supreme Court or. In this case, re- restoring it back to what it was like when well, Scalia, Scalia was, was there. Mm-hmm. So, um, really, it's a zero-sum thing. Mm-hmm. Even though it feels like the world has collapsed, mm-hmm. David Brooks over the weekend had um, an amazing um, article in the New York Times talking about uh, those those surface crane fly kind of things that they 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 stay on the very surface of. Oh yeah, like water bugs or some, some, some yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and uh-huh. they, they just skate. They skate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pond skating. Mm-hmm. It, it, the name of the article was literally the pond skating presidency, mm-hmm. because that's what they're saying. He hasn't really made any impact, even though you see him everywhere. Um, how that relates to aliens, I don't know. But well, I, I'm saying is that I feel I feel as if aliens they've have already come down. landed. Like my whole paradigm has shifted. Yeah, and so I will I will agree with you in that regard that it seemed like such a impossibility that um, he would win that this feels like we're, st- we're all still getting our bearings mm-hmm. and it's only been you know I mean maybe we're living right now at the end of humanity I just read this article saying where the the the, the big punchline was that we're we're not going to make it past another hundred years and what this is helping uh, how, how did they get to that number and well with because of global warming or global something? warming and if we don't turn it around and obama was our last chance to turn around if we that and nuclear proliferation or the nuclear the threat of nuclear war that's the uh, one area where biology I, that's the one area where i get concerned with trump yeah in in reality is yeah. You know, even today, the whole thing of um, if North Korea tests a nuclear 
another nuclear weapon that he's not ruling out mm-hmm. what he would do. Mm-hmm. All options are on the table. And while Obama said literally the same thing, this feels a little more alarming. Well, also, there'll be 30 billion people on the planet in 100 years. Well, that's unsustainable. But look where we were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, technologically. I think when our humanity and our our world society feels that pressure coming, they'll find a way to to survive it. I guess that's where I am, an optimist. Yeah. Is on a macro level, I think we typically find a way to, to figure it out. Yeah, and I'm wondering if like a gun safe will keep my kids away from the AR-15 that I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, I, I which is so antithetical to my whole. I wouldn't being. go that way. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm starting to become like really worried about actual real things, like you know, like I've got 110 gallons of water at home now. Yeah, you mentioned the earthquake fear yeah. not that long ago. That yeah, maybe I, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just going. No, I think crazy. Or I something. think it's. You, you can see it in all kinds of people that we love and adore and each other, you know, that this is this. Uh, we were so shook by the unexpected reality of the election in November. It is a seismic event. And the for, for good or for bad, regardless of the side of things you're on, it was a course alteration only comparable in our lifetime really to something like 9-11 right because it was so unexpected and it happened so quickly and then we all had to just deal with this new reality and again i'm not saying for those who are joyous about trump's presidency they even those people must acknowledge that it was unexpected and this is a major shift at least even if it's just intellectually the mm-hmm. way we think about mm-hmm. and and perceptually mm-hmm. even if nothing actually gets accomplished mm-hmm. in his term mm-hmm. um yeah I, I so so space aliens bad idea i don't know though <laughs> this is where me being a a believer does come into play yeah do you think we'll see it in our lifetime aliens yeah i don't know I, I know that's not a great answer, but... I wonder if every generation has said... I think every generation that, right? has. That, uh, Starting from primordial... I mean, once people... The, the grip of Christianity got loosened by the printing press, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have the printing press invented. And then pretty quickly, people could start printing their own mm-hmm. literature, mm-hmm. expanding people's minds beyond that of what was fed to them in church. Mm-hmm. And... They started learning how to read for themselves and start creating their own stories. And then they started looking up to the heavens and saying, what if there's something else out there? Right. We can't be alone. We can't be alone. Right. And then that wears away on the the sense of Judeo-Christian values and, and beliefs. And again, I'm really only talking about Western, quote unquote, civilization, because that's ignoring everything that has ever been thought and believed in Asia and, sure. and all those. Areas. And even this country with the Native Americans. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, you know, I'm taught that God is love. And so everything God creates is love. Are these aliens products of God in your eyes? Um, if, if, if there were aliens, yeah, yeah, they would be products of God. 
How could they not be? I don't know. If God is the creator of the universe, how could they not be? And and by creator, that's just, you know, the, the word God is just acknowledging that there's something bigger than than us. So what if these aliens who can time travel and cure cancer yeah. say, you know, there there is no God, sorry. Do you believe them or not believe them? Uh, I personally I'm not there yeah. but my sense right now is I would probably say well I don't know that I believe them I do not believe them at the moment yeah because huh. I, I still I, I I know there are probably a million people listening or not hundreds of people no no dozens of people no 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 millions <laughs> <laughs> dozens of people listening to this, this who are, to you by Nabisco <laughs> who are rolling their eyes yeah but you know there's the whole pre Big Bang Theory of yeah Okay. What came? So, uh, yeah. Oh, man. I, I told you I read that article that there was no beginning. Yeah. Boy, that ruined like a mm -hmm. day and a half for me right there. You were wrecked. I mean, that what is do, just... now, what, now what do you do? Right. There right. was no beginning. It's right. Just, that it just is. It just it is. is in, infant, infinity. It just is. The definition of infinity. Yeah. And and then I've seen pictures of this big donut. So, I don't know what to well, make of that. Well, it's funny that... I remember, and I'm probably messing this up and I've always been telling it wrong, but one of the things I tell my students when trying to find big resonance, tall, round resonance space is in the Hawking book, A Brief History of Time. Mm -hmm. He describes the shape of the universe. And at that time, the, his theory was, it's like the inside of a balloon. Mm -hmm. The okay. way the inside of a balloon expands. Yeah. And two points, if you took a, Sharpie and wrote on the inside of the balloon one place and another place they would expand seemingly away from each other even though surface wise they're on the same place the they themselves uh -huh. haven't moved right um, and that's the shape and the relationship of space and time um, and I probably butchered that and lots of smarter people will email you and tell you oh, I hope so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Me too. But anyway, I, I, I use that theory to yeah. say, okay, this is the, this, the resonant space that you want to try and sing into. And that normally helps, actually. Yeah. Um, but at least that's a definition. If it literally, there, it just is, then that's that's scary. Uh, yeah. What is that? What happens when, when, when we, I mean, I would imagine if we live long enough as a species mm -hmm. that we'll have those answers eventually. And so, is it like a futuristic movie where we're all wearing white robes and and our ears are missing? We, and we just Yeah, I mean, what happens? Plane. I think we just get smarter and smarter. I think the most likely thing, honestly, yeah, <clears throat> is the end of AI, the movie AI. You think so? That's to me. That's the end game. If I, it's, but is that the loss of humanity? I don't know. Is that really the loss of humanity? No, I guess not. I mean, when I if if yeah if I see what, what was the boy's name the the little Haley Joel Osment kid, Danny. Let's just say yeah, I don't remember. You know, and, and I can look it up. And they clip off his hair, and they use the DNA. Right, and right, he is right. sacred to them because he's the last thing left from this. Even though he's a robot, and thousands and thousands of years earlier. Yeah, he's the closest thing to organic. You know, matter. Here. I think that's that's most likely where we where we're going with this right right where where we end up right if you're asking what do we end up as white robes or not or or we i don't know we don't Annihilate exist each anymore other. we we probably get off this planet at some point once we yeah. figure out oh man travel you think so once we figure out feasible travel yeah 
You don't. I mean, that's I don't know. You think I don't, we're stuck? Ten billion people, thirty billion people stuck on I this. I don't. Island? I don't know if we're. I don't know. We colonize the sea. I don't see of space? how we're going to get off this island in in time. In time, like the Earth is going to explode or no? But become I think uninhabitable. I think that we'll become obsolete before we can do it. Like AI will have wiped us out. Well, either that or Matrix disease style. or just. See, again, this is where pessimism versus optimism comes into play. But I'm starting to see human nature is not as elevated as I had hoped. I the think... older I get, the the, the more I, I see avarice and the more I see greed and the more I see inhumanity. And maybe that's the influence of Trump being our but president. But you also know all that this... was there when you were younger and more optimistic. All uh... that greed and... Lack of care for humanity was there almost worse. Than Maybe it it's now. just that there's so many people now. You know, since I I've been born, I, there are double the people on the planet. I think it's that we just know so much more. It's in our face 24-7. And I'm not saying that we ignore the outside world, but with social media and everything. This yeah, is, I'm trying to. This is the whole. That's true. It's such a cliche to even mention now. Yeah, it's true. But it's in our face, nine. you know. 25 hours and it creates this distorted version of reality right right. yeah that you uh, i think what's promoted are the things that i'm describing because it creates fear and fear creates the need to spend money to make yourself feel safer i try to limit myself to going on facebook one time a day yeah um and that's in the morning because i do like seeing the little you know five years ago this happened or you know I like seeing that stuff or seeing who tagged me or something like that. Um, and what I've been interested in lately is when I do scroll through the no- newsfeed, a lot of it is people posting things about animals loving each other mm-hmm. and positivity. And this has been a byproduct of Trump as well. I think that that's we a have reaction. to, that we do have to acknowledge. And so, and so that, yeah. but that reaction to say, hey, let's focus on the positive yeah, a little bit. Let's get some unity here. That's the other side of that's the true. fake news and the terribleness. That's so true. It, I really do believe it might get worse, but it's going to get better again. And it's going to get worse Well, like again, this thing on the, ballot, the California ballot about getting universal health care. That would never have happened had Trump not been elected. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a that's a big deal, and it may end up being something. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm not sure how they're going to pay for it, but I, if it, at least it's on the table and it's being discussed, and I think that's terrific. Well, yeah, if they can figure out the money and and everything, so yeah. that we're not paying seventy five percent taxes and stuff. I I, I'll be honest. This is one area where you and I are a little more apart than normal where I'm maybe a little more conservative because this whole adding just blanket 12 cents to gas tax and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, man, it's a great theory, but we as a society are not there yet. But we're the only civilized nation on the entire planet that does not offer universal health care. And we are the richest country in the history of humanity. So the answer is more taxation as opposed to reappropriating? The the answer is figuring out how other countries do it and copying it. It's not a but, new but theory. the difference is there's no other country that, with the structure that we have. But there's, no, no, there's no other country with the wealth that we have. So why can't we figure it out? But, but because you're, you're taking the universal wealth of 50 states put together. Okay. We feel that here in California in a totally different way than Mississippi feels it. Yeah, well, we'd which, be paying for Mississippi, which is fine. Which feels, Mississippi feels like a barely first world 
country. And Mississippi are the, those are the people that don't Without. want universal health care, even though New York and California are going to be paying for no, their health care. They want it. That's they what just... I don't understand. There isn't a all single I'm is that we can't, that I don't I don't agree with the statement that all we have to do is study what Denmark does and then just copy it on a level here because we have fifty individual states with fifty individual constitutions that are guided by the principle of one overarching federal constitution. Right. You make it a federal law. So there are no more states' rights then. Well, is murder allowed once in, you in take any a, state? Once you take away one right, like but there are federal laws. There are federal laws that we all have to follow. Okay, so if Mississippi and the all the Trump states, yeah, Trump won more states by far than Hillary Clinton. Okay, did. if those states all voted that uh, there are no people of Hispanic descent allowed left in this country, that would become the law of the land, and they would be gone. No, because that has to go through the Supreme Court. That has to go through the, all. All of those laws go through the Supreme well, Court. Well, there's there's a strong argument that the, the Supreme Court would say that universal health care is not granted by the Constitution. I'm playing devil's advocate, but the the Supreme Court's main goal, and especially with Gorsuch now, is to say what does the Constitution say. And Gorsuch, like Alita or um, Scalia, excuse me, Alito Scalia, is a literalist. He says, nope, this is what. Well, then we should all be, we should all have slaves then. Exactly. That's one way to look at it. That's a, so the majority of the justices and the um, lower district courts don't agree with that reading, but, you know, I'm talking all, on a macro level. On a macro level. We I'm, should all have health care. And the reason we don't is because billions and billions of dollars go into paying the salaries of people in insurance companies. So the very first thing we need to do is just get rid of insurance companies. I mean, what contributes more to our economy? One person making $20 million a year or 1,000 or 10,000 people making $60,000 a year? Who buys more gas? Who pays more taxes? Who? Everything. There isn't a single study that would say that that multimillionaire is more important to our economy than thousands of other people who are buying hamburgers and buying oil mm -hmm. and paying rent mm -hmm. and paying insurance. So single pair is the option. Yeah. Is the way to go. Yeah. When the aliens come, they can say, where's your single payer card? Exactly. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. The, right. the, 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 maybe that's what'll get us. And maybe the they'll be like, hey, hey well, right, you guys are worth, you guys have finally gotten your shit together. You guys are worth uh, saving. <laughs> We're not going to annihilate you. You finally saw the light. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously. I mean, you could that offsets right there. Just taking, taking those giant salaries away. In that sector, they can go work somewhere else. Go to banking. That's what banking's for. Go make a ton of money in banking, but not 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 on the backs of sick people. Well, I think they would. There would still be a lot of people working in healthcare. It would just be displaced sure. towards. They'd be government other, employees. Other things. They'd be government employees paying taxes and, and, so would and you buying want, items. Okay, and, to play devil's advocate, sure. would you want um, a federal government run by the people that Donald Trump has put into power running your health care right now if it was single payer? No, because there would be a law in place about how it is run, no matter who's president. Just like Social Security. He can't touch Social Security. People think he's going to do away with Social Security. But that's in a trust. That That is money that doesn't come out of 
anything other than it, Social Security is a separate part. It's not even part of the federal budget. So that's how you would set it up. It is not part of the federal budget. You would set it up yeah. differently. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And you would feel comfortable then with them writing the laws and the rules. My, I, I'm not comfortable with the head of Aetna doing it. Mm. Because the job... It, do you, you do realize, though, that it's in the, be it's in the best interest of Aetna to provide good health care. It's in the best interest. So that people continue to use but that, Aetna's... But you're talking about trend. The trend is to offer what... Aetna's well, interest is in... Trends are driving factors. And if it's just some stasis thing of this is our health care and you're stuck with it, then that's how innovation doesn't happen. Innovation occurs through reading trends and saying, okay, we have to adapt. What kind of innovation? What do you mean? Like what? In the healthcare industry? Yeah. What looking do you mean? In what way? Improving pharmaceutical uh, drugs, improving um, do you know what everything. The, but the budget of R&D versus the budget of advertising of course. for a pharmaceutical company no one's, is 10 to no 1. One's, no one's dis disputing that one. things aren't out of whack. And you know who does all of that research are universities. And universities are paid through grants and federal government. So that that's that's a that's a straw man. That 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 argument is n dead in the water, because innovation happens through academia, and that is funded already. Some through private means, but mostly through the federal government and through tuition and through grants. the The primary objective of any healthcare insurance company is to maximize profit to pay for salaries and to pay for dividends. And to do that, it is in their best interest to deny service because they pay to give people service through insurance. The money that we pay, like let's say you pay $300 a month and you need open heart surgery, which will cost a million dollars. They will never recoup from you the cost of that. That comes out of other people, healthy people's pool pool so their charge they do really two things they deny coverage they have they, you know death this whole talk about death panels and if we give it to the federal government is there going to be these death panels well the death panels are already alive and well in insurance companies that's what they do and the second thing they do is they send you a bill and the third thing they do is they collect your money those are literally the three things that insurance companies do none of which are in the best interest of the average American. You, you did leave out, you know, paying for the majority of certain health services though. I mean. But we pay it. They don't pay it. We pay. And our monthly premium, yeah. we pay, but. They don't have a magic pot of money that they just pay for when, us. I understand that, but. There's the, no risk on their side. There is a risk per individual. Me. And that's why the pre-existing conditions thing was such an important addition and the fact that it, as of now, is staying. And per Trump's tweet from 11 hours ago, it's it's staying even in his new plan. Yeah, That's why it's so important. And that's why people freaked out a few weeks ago when they started talking about getting rid of it. All, my point is all that money that goes into and my maintaining... Point is you're, you're making it a little more nefarious than I think it really is. I think it's somewhere in the middle in terms of, yeah, they need to turn a profit for their shareholders. But they also are in the business of trying to make people healthy. And I think generally, the majority of people who work for healthcare 
industry, even uh, insurance or private hospitals and stuff. I, I, I have to believe that their goal is is to make people better. Maybe the bottom 90%, but that top 10% that takes half of their revenue for salaries, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's true. I don't know. I get, I get the feeling that that is not true. I think that I get the feeling that they really like having two or three private planes. Well, I think they would say, I, I get my two or three private planes as well as yeah. we Why? provide We provide the good health care that we can based on me still getting my two or three private planes. To me, I'm not saying that's not, I'm not saying that that's fair, but I am saying that it is in their interest to provide a level of. That is analogous to preachers flying first class everywhere. That to me is the same analogy where they need to, they need to be in a, in a nice quiet seat so that they can talk to God. That costs ten thousand dollars. How that relates whatsoever? Well, the charge in healthcare, like you say, is to that, take care of people. But taking care of people, bringing preachers, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. The, the one organization deals with mortal health; the other one deals with the afterlife. Both of which are very important to most people. Now, the leader of I a think healthcare. You're on me because no, 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 my, no, no. It yeah. has nothing to do with you. No, no, no. I just happen to watch this YouTube clip of these two tele televangelists talking about why they need money from their audience to fly first class. You're also class. talking about the lowest, the worst common the, absolutely, denominator. The, absolutely the worst common denominator. So the leader of Aetna is also the worst common denominator when of he, When he sleeps, Sorry, whoever the leader when of Aetna sleeps is, well at night, if it's, I hope for he taking or she. a 40, 30 million dollar a year salary and flying in private jets to provide us with health care, I think is I think takes hubris at the very least, and at the very most is the apex of of um, a misuse of trust. I don't think that that's right to to be in the business of keeping people healthy when that money should. It's it's like the Catholic Church saying, "Oh, we're we need to we need to to take care of everybody." But at the same time, we're going to have $8 million worth of gold chalices in the basement. And they did do that. You know and then I mean? we had the Reformation. So Exactly. So it, to me, it, I find it hypocritical. That's all. I, absolutely. And, so, and it's not fair. And this is where a single-payer system would take care of that. It would be one option in addressing it. Yeah. That has worked for the rest of the civilized world. Seemingly, yes. a lot of people. Every, every other country on the have, planet has but, better health care than we do. Well, I don't know about better, actually. Oh, I, I do. I mean, well, we have, we're 37th in infant mortality on the planet. I was, okay. I was in the delivery room where Amy gave birth. It was yeah. a beautiful suite. Sure. Where Peggy gave birth. Beautiful suite where James was born. Sure. My friend Peter, who lives in Denmark and lives in a 1,200 square foot apartment that he paid $3 million for mm -hmm. in Denmark, mm -hmm. in Copenhagen and works for Nova Nordisk while his wife works for Maersk. Mm -hmm. And they were born in, or their their daughter was born in a kind of sterile, like non, nowhere near the right. accommodations that right. you or I have. But they have much the better children. health care outcomes, patient outcomes across the board. Well, they eat healthier and they, Just there's all that general. stuff. I mean, no, I mean, for, for medical, um, uh, uh, like operations and their 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 patient outcomes much higher. We have like the lowest patient outcome across the board in civilized, well, I don't know in how civilized this got world. So focused on healthcare, but I mean, 
what we're doing now isn't working. Yeah. And so I think we can both agree that either modification or a radical change. Right. And the irony is one of what you and I are both freaking out about and just spent the first 20 minutes about this freaking out about was Trump. And that's what he said he was going to do. Yeah. His radical change. Yeah. And maybe he's the one that is going to. Obama was was elected on hope and change. Mm -hmm. And the only reason Trump was elected is because the change that people were expecting didn't come. And that's because Obama is a brilliant man who knows that change that happens too fast leaves too many people in in the dust. Right, right. And so he tried to set in motion this thing. And we had perhaps a bad candidate on the Democratic side or whatever it is. But Trump is our president now. And that's the change guy. And it is a change yeah. in terms of direction. Yeah. So. All right. So let's sum it up. Aliens, bad. I think consensus would be let's not do that yet trump bad i would concur um what else are we talking about well you talked a lot about healthcare. Healthcare, good in general but yeah. not not good unless it's single pair yeah that's me I, i'll tell you if trump got single pair passed he would be in a uh, two-term president uh, i don't yeah. know i don't know if anybody has told him hey hey man just do this and you're you'll be eight years in the White House. Although he doesn't want it he's he's ready to quit, yeah, it seems I, like. I don't think he'll I think he may even before the midterms or something resign. We'll see. Trump bad. Healthcare good. Yeah. Aliens probably bad. Probably not a good idea yet. Thanks for the talk. You too. What? What? Okay. Well there you have it, folks. That was James Martin Schaefer. Thanks, Marty, for being on my show. I love you, buddy. I uh, hope we can do it every every few months. This was a really nice reset button for me. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know it was a little bit silly. Not not much going on there, but that's just us. That's that's really what we sound like when we just sit around. I'm sure it's annoying to a lot of people. I, I, I'm sure, but you know what? Whatever. Too bad. Uh, hey, I'm working on a new show with a, with a partner of mine, uh, Brandon Ogborn. I've had him on the show. He's a, a terrific writer, playwright, and a screen screenwriter. And uh, it's called Telephone Stories. Why don't you go over to telephonestories.org and check out our little little teaser audio. I've got a like a two-minute trailer. Uh, we're supposed to be launching this summer, 2017. We've got a lot of work to do. You know, these narrative kind of podcasts are a whole lot uh, more complicated than this. So... Wish me luck. Check it out. I want to thank you all for the support as well. Um, if you feel like making a little donation, go to my website, lwagpod.com. Takes two minutes. Every little bit helps. I'm also starting a Patreon page. That's You know what? That's, it, it's coming. That's hard. That's a hard thing, but I, I love it. I've got to make a video and uh, come up with some good reasons uh, you know, for, for uh, donations. I, I need donations, so... I'm going to try that, see if it works. I want to thank you all for listening. It's my favorite day of the week. I love putting this podcast out for you. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Today's Monday. It's a little little bit cooler. It should be a beautiful week in the 80s. Maybe go out to the beach. Watch out for those stingrays. You know, two summers ago, I stepped on a stingray. Man, that's... Anyway, 
Have a great week. And until next time. You like to dance, you like long walks, and you wear clean pants. Genius. Get onto my show.